welcome back to an explosive, bomb-droppingly good episode of Sequel Pitch. We've got guns, we've got muscles, we haven't got much of a plot, but our muscles and guns will make up for it. We've got a squad of completely expendable pitchers today, so let's not waste your time and introduce them so they can conveniently show off their particular skills needed for this mission. Who is he? He's the Hague! It's Ross Harmston. <laughs> who's Hague again? Who plays Hague? No, it... I just even if you watch, if you watch this film and you don't watch this film, it that's still makes as funnier. much sense. Yeah, like that's yeah, the thing yeah, is, yeah. the Hague could genuinely be one of the one of the Expendables' yeah, yeah, names. Like, uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is someone who loves fighting so much he got married. It's Drew Toynbee. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah well done good stuff that hello good. everyone <laughs> to be fair that's probably the best joke from the movie yeah oh I should have yeah. said it for Patreon yeah. oh damn uh, and finally a friend who helped co-create the podcast but has now come back to kill us all it's Matt Rushton <laughs> hey <laughs> yeah you know it <laughs> this movie's so bad it was so hard to pick out things to introduce you guys <laughs> it's just like be happy yeah. with what that you got <laughs> So this episode, we were forced to watch Expendables 3, which has made up my mind whether to go see Expendables 4 or Expendables. Uh, but in case you watched the first two films and decided to stop watching it at the third, let me give you a quick recap of what happens and I'll try not to make it as boring as the actual film. <laughs> so the Expendables are on a helicopter flying to an armoured prison train. How do we know it's an armoured prison train? It says so on the screen. Where are they? We don't know, but they're there to break someone out of the train. Who? It's not important. Who are the Expendables killing to get this someone? Hopefully all bad people with no redeeming qualities as everyone dies. They break the someone out and we find out way too late that this is an old friend and old member of the Expendables. They then go to stop a shipment of bombs and Barney meets Conrad Stonebanks, played by Mel Gibson and a, a former co-founder of the Expendables, who went rogue. He shoots Terry Crews, so they try and capture Stonebanks and bring him, bring him to the International Criminal Court where he'll be tried for war crimes. Feeling responsible for Terry Crews' injuries, Barney says he doesn't want any of his friends to die and fires them from the Expendables. He then goes recruiting younger peoples whose blood he doesn't mind having on his hands, but of course the older guys come back because they're on the movie poster. And they try and capture Stonebanks, but Barney ends up shooting him and then has the most average jump off a crumbling building onto a, helico a helicopter, and everyone's fine, including Terry Crew. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> right. So, boys, let's put down the weights. Stop getting buff. So you can give me your quick thoughts and scores. And if you want to hear us really go into this movie, or at least I will, head over to Patreon slash Sequel Pitch and subscribe to become a Pitch Pal. And while you're online, head over to, to Twitter or fucking X or whatever it's going to be called next week and follow <laughs> us and spread the good word of Sequel Pitch around to all your friends. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, preach the pitch. Preach, preach the, pitch. the pitch. Oh, preach the pitch. <laughs> nice. Go on, Matt, start us off. How did you, uh, what did you think of this movie? Um, I didn't mind it as much oh. as I thought I was going to <laughs> oh, mind it. Like, it is, it's, look, I, you look at the cast, you know for a while you're signing up to an action movie where there is going to be, as we discussed in the last episode, there's clearly not going to be any interest in plot development, there's clearly not going to be any interest in developing characters. <laughs> We've got, we know as much as we need to know about these guys by now, it's the third movie, so fine. Like, it's it's lots of guns and explosions, little interesting character development, lots of little quips between a load of classic action heroes that were kind of like, oh, it's interesting they're in a movie together. 
And yeah, there's lots of explosions and lots of near misses and loads of hero plot armor. So yeah, we're, we're good. It's it's an action movie. Um, I'm going to score it three, three sniper bullets to the ass out of five. Poor Terry Crews really had it dirty. I don't know why he shot him in the ass, but yeah. I thought that was... Particularly, he dirty. shot him in his in the <laughs> ass, and then the bullet turned sideways, went up. It was at and came out of his chest. His chest. <laughs> yeah. like, that is a that is that's a, a good shot a by Mel. <laughs> he might be an anti-Semitic, but he's a good shot. Uh, Ross, what do you think? Uh, it's it's the weakest one of the trilogy so far. It's got. Mel Gibson as the bad guy, which, you know, gives it some sort of... I mean, he's just insane in it, which is cool. Um, But as soon as they go... As soon as Stallone goes, Oh, I don't want you guys in my thing no more. You guys will find (laughs) And then he goes on this thing to find new people. We're like, like, oh, this is the shit version. These are the shit people. Yeah, who are going to fail. Yeah, I don't want to see Ronda Rousey and fucking the other two guys that are generic. <laughs> three. Um, there are actually three of them, Ross. There are three yeah, guys. Three, oh, yeah. three say. of them. <laughs> um, and I don't want to see those. I want to see the original guy. I want to see more action heroes. Why did you not add more people? And also, why have you made it our... Um, PG-13. Oh, Why do you think it PG-13? I think uh, that was around the time where a load of like R-rated movies were doing the PG-13 thing because Sly said he's, he did it basically to broaden the audience and then he came out afterwards and said it was the wrong move. It, it, I would almost guarantee that it was all in response to the MCU and like PG-13 yeah. movies yeah, storming the probably. global box office. Yeah. All the execs were like, look, we'll fund this movie but actually teenage, like, Eight, eight to ten-year-old boys have been underserved and they are clearly desperate for movies aimed more at them. So we'll only fund it if you make it PG-13. So for me, and then like, yeah. Sorry, and I think they were like, like Matt said, like there's not really much of a journey in this one. Like it follows the same exact story. One of them gets <laughs> injured or like, you know. Did you watch like, the other two oh, then before? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, okay. and yeah, like, so for me, <laughs> it's going to get two random dictator guys in the beginning of the movie standing behind the door that uh, has the train coming directly into it, which also <laughs> inexplicably has. His front office that goes straight in. Such bad position. I forgot about that. The train comes yeah. in through the front door, basically, yeah. like the track. And his office there. is like randomly in the yeah. in the by the train track. Yeah, which well, is weird. He didn't want to like walk far it. when he got off the train. He didn't want to walk far off the train. He's like yeah. into the office straight away. So two out of five for me. Well, that's still pretty generous in my opinion, Drew. <laughs> It's it's a re- it's real bad. It's real real <laughs> bad. I don't I don't like this movie. There are a few funny moments. Um, the there are approximately three actors who know what the movie they're in actually is, which I believe are <laughs> Wesley Snipes. Maybe four. Wesley Snipes, 
um, Antonio Banderas, Jason Statham, sort of, and Mel Gibson. And the rest of them think they're in, think they're making something really badass, or the production yeah. team do. This this movie thinks that it's serious, and it should not be. It's it's not over the top in any of the ways you want it to be. The editing's dreadful. The dialogue's dreadful. The stunts are boring. It and the the CG's terrible. The <laughs> there's it, it's all so low effort. It's got one of the worst green screen effects of two old men sat in a car <laughs> with like really bad edging around Kelsey Grammer's face. I like it it's dreadful. It's absolutely dreadful. I laughed at like two things. Um and I forgot most of the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, I will go into my thoughts further in the full review where I'll just continue to just say hateful things about this <laughs> one one pointlessly important lucky skull ring out of five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, fair, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm definitely leaning more toward Drew. This was an awful movie. Nothing uh, good. <laughs> Um, to be no, to be fair, it was such a run-of-the-mill movie. There was just nothing original, you know, nothing exciting. Yeah, you, know, you you can watch a bad movie and be like, oh, there was that at least that fun scene or that great death or that funny line or the awkward, mo you know, something. Nothing in this movie because it's all been done. Like with the synopsis where I was like, oh, he runs off the edge of the like edge of the edge of a building as it's collapsing. Like he just runs in a straight line. He doesn't like try and dodge anything or have to jump over holes just there and then we know he's gonna live that's that's fine but like such a boring run and then jump like just show your stunt double a bit more and then we can have some more probably like fight scenes um <laughs> that, yeah i was bored every other note i made about this movie is i'm so bored how can an action movie be this boring and then loads of boards i felt like uh, jack nicholson in the shining um i'm gonna give it one bad tax evasion joke um <laughs> <laughs> fucking pay your tax, people. Your tax. Um, right. Wow, that's probably not going to be a recommendation. Drew, are you on the scores? Um, yeah, Matt. Sorry, what was your score again, mate? Three. We've got three for Matt. I gave for it three. three. One, one between me and you. Uh, it comes out at one point seven five out of five. Um, yeah. It's. I'd, I'd say it. <laughs> we. It got rated lower than Gone with the Wind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, slightly like 0. 0.42 above Transformers last night uh, exactly the same score as Halloween Kills there we go exactly the same as Halloween Kills oh, wow. franchising <laughs> I don't know it's which I would rather watch out of those two yeah right I do <laughs> and it wasn't this one. Oh yeah you fucking love Halloween yeah <laughs> Right, so let's put the muscles down and pick up the reading glasses because it's time to get your sequels pitched. Right, I'm looking for that classic back-and-forth witty banter between Barney and Christmas. Muscles sweating from the weight of the gun they're holding. Explosions so detailed I can smell the smoke coming from your words. Maybe a, maybe a betrayal or two. But please, for the love of biscuits, do not make your pitch boring. Let's start with... I wish you told us that before. <laughs> I wish we got that as a kind yeah. of feed to be like, this is the checklist of things yeah. that I want from my from the pitch, please. <laughs> uh, oh, go on then, Matt, since you're nervous, I'll start with you. 
Oh, yes, yes, I'm nervous. I'm terrified. Uh, my movie is called... The, it's called The Expendables 4. Are we not, are we not going Cooking for Expendables? The actual title uh, no, of the movie. No, because I, I feel like... It doesn't make... Yeah, I feel like you'd just be like, ah, you've copied it. So I'm like, I'm bringing you something fresh. Fresh I mean, as a daisy. everyone remembered Fan 4 stick, so... Not probably in the best way. So yeah, maybe Expendables Four so is the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, uh, right, my blurb: The Motley Crew come face to face with their most dangerous foe yet, one who's Ooh. out for revenge. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! What the heck? Cool. So we open to find Stallone and all the crew in the hangar doing mercenary things and a parcel arrives for Trent. He opens it, joking it's not his birthday for another three months and the parcel explodes. I don't feel like he loses an arm or something. I don't think he dies. It's quite armour, but maybe he loses an arm. Maybe just feeding this in now, Andy, it comes back and he's got like a metal arm at the end of it. Oh, oh <laughs> Anyway... Stop copying it's my plastic. It's not important. It's not important. <laughs> and note falls out of the debris for Stallone. Warning, the sender is the gift that keeps on giving. And it's finished with an M in a fancy calligraphy. The film is all about the tracking down and the, the eliminating of this unknown M, who they find out because they're all mercenaries and awesome, that it's, of course, Mark Gibson's daughter that he references, Martha, played by Amelia Clark. She's taken her father's reins, and it turns out she's been trained by him too, so she's just as mental. Act one is <laughs> the discovery of Martha, and there's lots of killing and torturing of bad guys, and lots of cool, like, explosions and insert action scenes from Ross, and all the cool things to kick off the movie. Then act two is kind of slowing it down, they've got to find the compound, they find it, then they attack the compound. It's really quickly back in the action again. And it's of course, it's not actual him main compound. It's just one of their bases. But we meet the three amigos who are her three henchmen. And it's John Cena, Hugh Jackman, and Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> what a fucking three amigos. There is comedy for you. There is action. There is a load of cool stunts. There's a shit ton that you can work with just with them three. They are basically the big muscle and the stunts for the fighting. But there's loads of comic relief with them as well because this film's going to be much funnier. However, Act Two ends with a sinister turn where Dolph Lundgren and the techie new kid get captured. The base is blown up, and just as it, and like the others just about escape, there's a point where Amelia Clark references the third movie and the way they blew up that whole apartment block. And she's like, Oh, I'm not falling for the same error as my father did. So obviously they can't block it with sonar and what radar or whatever they used. But anyway, we move quickly on. Act 3 is a big rescue on an aircraft carrier out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. In the beginning, there's lots of stealth and lots of silenced guns. And then at the end, there's lots of big guns and explosions. Um, we can have some relationship <laughs> development with the Amigos. Or maybe even a side switch. Maybe John Cena doesn't feel part of the Hugh Jackman Ryan Reynolds bromance, so John Cena joins the good guys. <laughs> Who knows? That's for the writers to decide. There's no real big death, so obviously everyone survives. Uh, and then the movie crescendos with 
Stallone finding himself in front of the two captives. Martha gives him the choice and a chance to save one, which is more than he gave her father. Don't know why that line <laughs> makes sense, but it doesn't. So ignore it. But it doesn't have. It, maybe it can be in there. Maybe I love it's it. coming. I, love I it. like it. Yeah, I keep it in uh, there. And <laughs> he has to choose. He has to choose which one to save. Dolph Lundgren gives this amazing speech about promise to save the new kid. He's run his course. He was expendable. He is expendable. And, of course, uh, Slice reluctantly agrees. So he flicks the switch or pulls the trigger, whatever he has to do to save the new kid. But obviously it was a big lie and they both die anyway. Martha at this point is behind bulletproof glass. So she escapes. She laughs an evil laugh because her thought-out plan is great. She escapes with the henchman on a helicopter. Stallone threatens almighty vengeance with Lillums. And he's like, oh, I think he said something. The subtitles will say he threatens almighty vengeance to her and everyone she loves. So the bad guys escape and the expendables lick their wounds and mourn, losing two of their own. The end for now. Yeah, okay. Interesting, interesting. So obviously there's going to be more films after mine. I've opened up and revitalised the franchise (laughs) so we can have more comedy action movies with sinister tones. Okay, okay. So one question I'll be asking everyone. Uh, Let's start with Matt. Makes sense. How is your movie going to be not boring? How is is it going to be different from the -the run-of-the-mill action movie? So as I say, I've kind of brought in. I think we can play a lot on you know the old trying to do things and like probably hurting themselves, and then the new kids slide through and they they do things better. So we can play on the age gap, really ham it up a bit. We've got the three amigos who are the bad guys, but they're actually just fucking hilarious, and we really lean into the comedy side of the this action comedy movie. There's a load more gore. It's back to the R-rated movie for mine. We ain't PG-13 anymore. So if there's wire on a train, it's going to hack the legs off them and they're all going to be hobbling <laughs> around from their knees up. You know, it's going to be gruesome. <laughs> um, there's there's a bit of character development. We've got Dolph Lundgren giving a really powerful Oscar-winning speech. He gets Best Supporting <laughs> Male for this film. It's going to be an Oscar. Yeah. He's got an award now. <laughs> it is, it is. It's going to be written well. You uh, know, like Andy, if you're involved in the writing, then we'll know it'll be fucking great. So there you go. <laughs> Point to Matt. Um, okay, I like the um, <laughs> the uh, Empire Strikes Back ending where the bad, the good guys don't win. Um, how are we going to be... How is the audience going to be satisfied, though? Uh, and this may come in the dialogue, but... You know, with by the end of Empire, there was still, you know, hope. How are you going to give hope to the audience without giving away that obviously there's going to be a fifth? Um, oh, well, I, I kind of, I very oh, much need to lean into the fact that this is, uh, very much need to lean into the fact that this is definitely going to be part of, uh, you know, there's a follow on movie coming after it. They're not going to hide mm. from that in all our marketing. Um, yeah. And you know it brings them closer together. Maybe there's a rift with this aging, with this age gap, and they're starting to rift apart. But then losing two of their own, one of the old crew, one of the young bucks. Maybe it brings them closer. There's a unity. They're willing to fight together like never before. 
to bring her down and to kill those two or three amigos, depending on whether one turns or not. Cool, cool. So uh, yeah, you, you've invested in these guys. You've invested in these characters. I get that. I get that. <laughs> final, final question. I don't know if we actually know the age of Mel Gibson's daughter in the first one. Does he mention that? Is she a child, a kid, a baby, a teenager? Does he We've say? We've got to he... assume she's he makes in her twenties twenties or thirties. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I was just say, what's what's the yeah. the time between the third and fourth one? I'd be following on quite quickly after is my yeah. like my thinking was, you know, he kinda of made the comment to Ronda Rousey about, you know, feeling extra sorry for her, I've got a daughter. Um, I get the impression Mal's old enough he could have a daughter in her thirties. Yeah. So okay, cool, that's cool. why I cast Amelia Clark and want it to come pretty much straight after the last movie. And is she gonna have all the powers of the Marvel universe or <laughs> Uh, no spoilers. Attempting. No but, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> I know. I don't, I don't know why you're saying that. Ooh. I'm assuming everyone's <laughs> probably watched it by now. But uh, no, Amelia Cock is just no. going to be a villain for once because I think she can play it really well. Mm. And a badass. Lovely, lovely stuff. Okay, let's go with Ross. Your Lord title on blue. Uh, best till second. <laughs> um, okay, Expendables four. Yeah, not Expender Falls, not expend, expend Falls. Expender Falls though is such an, a great name for an old person <laughs> film. Oh, Expender Falls yeah. again. Oh, on the floor. <laughs> oh, Expender Falls. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after being given a mission by drummer to stop. Uh, to stop the world ending hold on <laughs> after being given a mission by drummer to stop uh, a world threatening um end thing um the expendables find that they aren't the only ones this mis- uh, on this mission someone is working on the other side and they've assembled a new team it's time to take them to church Ooh. please say oh, oh, get it <laughs> all right we open the movie and the expendables teams are back and they're on a mission in some jungle place to stop a drug lord and his operation we get some classic big action infiltration stuff with stallone echoing his rambo days maybe he kills someone with a tree and he says <laughs> he found the root cause <laughs> Huh? See the root cause. Did you get yeah. it? Sorry, I, I had an idea. He picked up the tree as well, rather than him like kind of shoving someone around no, the no, no. But that's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Arnie's there, and he stabs someone, and he tells them to stick around. Um, anyway, the drug lord, played by Danny Trejo, manages to escape, and they get into a convoy this uh, with his other men, and they try and escape. Insert five-minute open chase, uh, open car chase sequence uh, of Stallone's body double jumping from car to car <laughs> until he fights Danny Trejo's body double on top of a moving vehicle, and it ends with the car driving off a cliff, and Dre- Trejo dies, and everyone thinks Stallone is dead. Maybe Statham cries a little bit, and then Stallone appears and laughs. The title sequence. Um, they're back at the bar drinking, being men, doing men things, 
although now it's a bit more octogenarian. Um, they do loads of dick measuring until Drummer walks in and gives them a mission. He tells them that uh, an old friend has gone rogue. It's Bruce Willis as Church. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Turns out that he's, uh, they incepted some intel that Church has gathered his own crew and is looking at stealing some nice, um, big, you know, armed warheads from a military black site. So the team accepts. They gather the originals and head off to the black site. They infiltrate it, not being seen by the actual army guarding it. Uh, and they're waiting. And all of a sudden, shit kicks off. And there's a huge explosion. And there's a huge fight. But the team don't know who they're fighting. Whoa. Uh, but they seem to be better than them in every way. In the end, all they all get beaten down. And then they see six people walking towards them, Reservoir Dog style, <laughs> motherfucker. Um, they see Jackie Chan, <laughs> Kurt Russell, Denzel Washington, nice. and Tom Hardy, yeah. Nick Cage. Hey. And leading the band is none other than Vin Diesel. <laughs> he bends down to Stallone and says, you mess with, m <laughs> you don't mess with my family. <laughs> and Stallone replies, "Who are you?" Oh, sorry, Stallone replies, "Who are you?" And then Church appears and says, "They're the dispensables." Dispens <laughs> <laughs> like they can come out of a vending machine. <laughs> Yeah. Like, like they're pears. <laughs> yeah, they're the dispensables. <laughs> they, they, they leave everyone they work down the pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, team, uh, the team see Church take off with the nuclear warheads and the team lick their wounds. They have another meeting with Drummer. He tells Stallone that he needs some more people if he's going to take on this new team. Insert five-minute montage scene of him going around getting new people. They go to Bangladesh and they hire Chris Hemsworth because yeah. he, you know, you know, little nod to extraction. Uh, next scene, oh, no. they are on a train oh, and they no. meet Steven Seagal. Oh, no, <laughs> and they hire him. <laughs> the oh, next Lord. scene is in they're in London and we see that he uh, like Stallone is in a casino and he's playing opposite <laughs> Daniel Craig <laughs> and he hires Daniel Craig uh. and finally they go to a hotel and we see a dog and then it pans up and we and it shows Keanu Reeves <laughs> The tongue has gone through the cheek now, I think. Uh. Uh, <laughs> with this new team assembled, they know now that the Warheads Church uh, needs... Uh, he basically... Church needs like to build the missiles now. So he's got the Warheads, but he actually needs the uh, missiles. So he goes to Mickey Rourke, tells him that, uh, that like they're looking for missiles... Um, like or missile cases, basically, and that uh, he would go. Um, it's best to go to his arms dealer in Tokyo. So the team head there, come across a meeting between Church and an arms dealer 
It's Robert Downey Jr. They can't afford. They can't There's afford. There's a tense standoff between Jr. Stallone and no. Church. <laughs> it's the budget. <laughs> and awkward. Uh, so yeah, there's a stand. There's a tense standoff between Stallone. So basically, uh, Church. Uh, sorry, Stallone manages to like interrupt their uh, meeting between the arms dealer Robert Downey Jr. and also uh, Church, and he comes in, and there's like this awkward three-person standoff. Um, Church basically explains his bad guy plot. And that he was used by the government, and then they got rid of why they, uh, when they needed uh, him. Uh, then uh, they killed his family as well. They killed Church's family, and they tried to kill him. So he's going to hold the country to ransom. Anyway, a fight ensues. Both Expendables and the Dispensables uh, fight each other. Uh, Downey gets killed, and someone quips, He wasn't no Iron Man. <laughs> I mean, huh? it's, it fits the franchise. <laughs> Someone kills Downey Jr. and he yeah, goes, but... he wasn't no Iron Man. But... <laughs> yeah? yeah, yeah. He wasn't no yeah. Iron Man. Yeah, anyway. Uh, they get uh, away with the news. This, this is a 10-minute pitch, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they get away with the nukes, uh, but the uh, expand expendables put a tracker on the cargo of the um, the actual nukes. <laughs> they track the to the middle. It's near the end. Don't worry. Uh, it's they track it to the middle of the ocean on this big army carrier thing. The last bit of the movie. Everyone has their own individual fights. The dispensables die. Jackie Chan gets pushed onto a conveyor belt, which oh, <laughs> which hang then on. no, oh, you've no. not done this. I love. <laughs> Jackie Chan, wait. Jackie Chan gets pushed onto a conveyor belt, which has some sort of crushing thing at the end. Jackie Chan right. tries to run in the opposite direction, but is crushed. <laughs> and then someone quips, Rush Hour. Uh, Kurt Russell gets killed in the face. Because <laughs> Kurt Russell gets killed in the face, and then someone quips, There's a problem with your face. Big trouble in Little China quote. Uh, Denzel Washington gets set on fire. And then someone says, someone says, man on fire. I don't even remember Denzel Washington he, being he was in this once, picture. Until two just hours now. ago, man. Two hours ago when he this is. started. He's part yeah, of the he was, yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit. Tom Hardy gets killed by a venomous snake. And then Nick Cage gets his face taken off. And Vin Diesel gets killed by a book about family. Stallone, Stallone stops the launch and ends up killing Church. And he screams, I want you to die hard. He screams it. Fully screams that. And then they save the that. day. And he saves the day. Drummer oh, says God. cheers, and all the new Fucking members hell. get matching tattoos. The end of the movie. Good. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Um, Dispensing okay. justice. So, yeah. Dispensing justice. <laughs> yes, that's the quote. I love it. Um, you've kind of, uh, I guess, highlighted it, but what is different about your pitch to most action movies? <laughs> hey, it's got all of them back. Every, <laughs> Everyone who's ever been in, in movie a movie star. 
is there. Yeah. You've got the new bloods. You've got Chris Hemsworth. You've got Keanu Reeves as well. Like, everyone is back with a vengeance. Is the dog in? And this is going to be a multi, uh, like, you know, all the film companies are going to just put all their money together to get this made so that they, they can afford every single person. I like it. Okay. Um, what's going on with Church then? Is actually Bruce Willis coming back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. ideal. Like this is my this is my you know ideal pitch. Yeah. Like if I if I wanted it, yeah, right, yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. Obviously, um, so yeah, he would be coming back and reprising his role. Yeah. Obviously, cool. not now, but yes, like it's what my sequel would have wanted to be. Sure, sure. Cool, cool, cool. Um, okay, I think that's all I've got for you. <laughs> see what the others Good. the others think about it. Uh, Drew, okay, finish uh, us uh, off. Mine What's will be Expendables 4. Um, I, and my blurb is uh, oh, I've that? put as much effort nice. into coming up with these pitches, plural, as the writers of Expendables 3 did <laughs> coming up with theirs. Um, what I need to know, Andy is whether I'm pitching this <laughs> to... Seeing as Sly Stallone has written them and, and produced them and probably wants to direct what... Maybe he directed this one, who fucking knows. Um, am I pitching this to Sly Stallone, who thinks this is a really serious, badass franchise now? Or am I pitching this to someone who has common sense and knows that it needs to be fun and over the top? It's me. It's it's common sense, obviously. It's uh, Sly's in the uh, in the room, but he knows he feels bad for three, and he wants to go back to the R rating. He wants to have that same. Okay. Uh, All right. That, so my options are just so that you know, uh, I'll give you, I'll give you the 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 brief ones. You've got the um, really Gonzo crazy one where the Expendables get hired to go and find uh, a team of baddies. They're they're internationally renowned, uh, and they go out and hunt them down. And it's the Fast and Furious team. It's literally the team from Fast and Furious. And it's a big crossover and they end up friends at the end. Um, because no one can, okay. no one in either of the teams can die. They can all just stand in a line firing guns at each other and no one will get hurt or die. Um, so that I think that could actually kind of be fun. But there we go. Um, you've then got the one for Sly, which is um, yeah. basically Rambo again. And it's it, he, like the team end up stranded in a jungle somewhere and they're getting hunted down and it's like a character piece and they're having to do stealth and hide and you do all the callbacks to some of their more serious movies from the 80s um and then you have mine which is the fun one i still not put much effort into this so my pitch is you get all of the gang who were in the last one you get some up-and-comers and i want to see them have to do a heist in the u.s and you do a couple of overseas explosively violent bits that are well over the top but then they have to come back to the US they have to do a heist they have to go on a, on the run and I figure it's been enough years that they can rip off the raid and or dread so there's a bit where they're they're at the top of a high rise they lose all their parachutes they don't have helicopter support and they have to fight their way down the building going out the windows and back in and down stairwells and there's like 30 of them against a whole army and it's bonkers um, and then it's like the end of heat where it's actually really intense and there's a gunfight in the streets and they're running and trying to get away. And it's an AI that they've had to, they've had to break into a server room and steal 
an AI that's going to end the world because that's what's happening in every movie ever and will for the next five years until the next thing comes along that the public are afraid of. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's as much effort as I want to put into this fucking franchise. Fair. Okay. I like the uh I like the heist idea. Why uh, why is that a heist they, they've 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 been or they've been ordered to by, to by someone, but drama. something goes wrong. Like they end up on the wrong side of the lot. Like basically they're they're the they're the R rated A team. They they have to become the R rated A team. By the end of the movie, they've been disavowed by the American government, which yeah, the CIA have had to mark them down as baddies. Harrison Ford's dead. He he. Harrison Ford doesn't want to have to work anymore, so his character gets blown up. He was the only one who knew that they were actually goodies, and now they at the end of the movie they're on the run. <laughs> there we. Go. And and there's no character development. Uh, and what was the uh, what was the deal? Sorry, with the say, new say again, Andy. Say again. No, I don't. I don't need it. It's fine. <laughs> What was the uh, what's the deal with the new people coming in? Yeah, and maybe a bit. To, like like maybe the first mission is their like audition, and and it's it that you and it's fun. Like mm. I what what I would say. Have you got any uh, any ideas about the main guy? Yeah, I this like is no. I'm I, like a pit, the, the pitch. <laughs> I, I'm just like, I'm so I don't then, fucking okay, care. So. And, like that. All I would say is that I think. Whatever I did, I, the reason I would be pitching a kind of heat-style heist ending is because actually it's it's not that expensive, but it can be really intense, so that they can save the budget to actually get really good choreographers and stunt teams and to do and 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 have someone who's constantly on set and in the writer's room and the production office for the entire process with a gun and if anyone says, no, no, we'll do that explosion using CG, he just shoots them in the head. Um, that's his whole job on the movie. That's part of my pitch. Um, and they do the stunts for real, like Glenn Powell do it, falling off the cliff and parachuting down. Just do that for real. I know it's fucking dangerous, but I'd, I'd be like, whoa, that's cool. So we do that exact scene again, but it's done practically, and it would be great. There we go. There we go. Fuck, fuck Expendables 3. Fuck you, that's all you're getting. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a, that was a, I think, I think that CGI scene where he skydived, like, I don't think the body moved. I think oh, it was a yeah. picture that they literally kind of like shrunk. Yeah, we're not here like to. Large and it got closer to the it was, screen. It, yeah, just I don't just think dreadful. he moved his limbs just, at all. I, I would want it down. to be an action movie that is everything Expendables 3 is not. Everything that I complained about Expendables 3 in the main review, just reverse that. Mm-hmm. And and that's my pitch. I like this movie's pissed me off so fucking much. <laughs> I don't I don't even want to win. I don't want to win. <laughs> Fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I am sorry about that. I love that. And no, he's just great. making sub notes. Just <laughs> I love to win. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I was this pissed off at this movie. Uh, like, I think this is the what? Yeah. <laughs> It can have I one. Get... I laughed at Antonio Banderas in his introduction scene 
and I and I laughed at a couple of yeah. other bits. So I'll give it one. Some yeah. people put some effort into making this, just not the right people, and not the right effort. <laughs> I love that you managed to put three pictures together for this one as well. <laughs> like, yeah. This is more work than anyone in the writers room did. Fact. <laughs> Right, there we have it. So, in one corner, we have Matt holding the minigun, pitching mm. Stonebanks' daughter, getting revenge on the crew. Ross in the other corner with the throwing knife, pitching an evil church and his dispendables <laughs> against Bounty and his merry men. And lastly, Drew in a sexy red dress, fighting MMA style, pitching three pitches. <laughs> he didn't want to... <laughs> he, had, he had no effort, but pitched three instead of one. And the main one being a heist action movie and Fuck Expendables 3. Oh yeah, no, yeah, change my title to Fuck Expendables 3. Fight. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. This is giving him bonus yeah. points. Fuck. Um, right, why cool. is yours well, the best? My, mine's the best because it actually follows unnaturalistic sequel for once. It carries on a storyline that started a thread. Um, has a load of action, has a female antagonist, uh, brings me the really others don't do that. Though. Thank you. I'm doing it because this is a true sequel. All right, that's, right. that's part of my argument. Right, true. there's a true sequel. It carries on from the third no, movie, you, you so the it's a true don't sequel. Do that. Well, fuck it. I want to yes, for this one. The other, you're like, fuck oh, it. Yeah, I want to for this like one the because ones. the third one got bashed by you lot. So this way we can improve it. By having some genuine carry through and maybe give some points to the third one while we're there, Ross. All right. At least I'm not just going there and just trying to tick every single cliche box I when can you... and calling it a movie. When are you gonna bring when are you gonna bring Batman and Superman and, and then start talking about Martha again? I'm pretty sure like, that that's gonna... like, oh sorry, so the name is Lad. the thing you've got the biggest problem with. Well I'll tell you what, Andy, if you don't like Martha, change the name, buddy. Change the letter. It doesn't even need to be an M. Alright? I'm not precious about that, also, Ross. I'm not the one who said that. Also, Lundgren dies again. He died in the uh, first one, and then you like killed wait. him again in the third one, and in the fourth one. Yeah, well, this time he dies, dies properly. Wait, he dies in the first one. <laughs> well, he died. He, well, no, he, he gets nearly dies. All oh, right, he gets shot by Sylvester Stallone, doesn't he? Yeah, um, I mean, he's clearly still alive because he's in the third uh, one. So don't try and spin yeah, yeah. something like that, Ross. For fuck's sake, no, but just I mean, trying to lay shit in Andy's head because you don't mind. Is the best by far sequel. Yours pick. doesn't pick up until Drew's the third act. The, You've just Drew's gone. would have smashed it if you'd just gone with his Fast and Furious meets Expendables on that. Yeah. I was fucking here for a lot better than Ross's trying to mash everything in and trying to sew it together with what loose thread he's got. What do you mean? It's about a nuclear bomb. That's the no, oh my God. thread the, that I can No do. one gives a shit what is what your film's actually about. All they're sat there for is the constant cliche. Nods to all the other films. Oh, I think Andy even I'm said sorry it himself. That that Andy actually went. The tongue is literally was through about. the cheek now. Andy <laughs> even made a comment about how excessive yours were. So even I Andy knows for a while that you went too far with it. You were trying Look, to film. I've got Denzel <laughs> Washington on fire, man of fire. Yeah, I've got Jackie Ch Jackie Chan running away <laughs> on a 
on a belt. Rush hour. Just, you know yeah. what the worst part is? You don't even run Vin Diesel over with a car. You don't even run him he over. He gets hit by a book. On family. He gets hit by a car, family. you if you want to make it about Fast and Furious. How can, no, but I, I penned myself into it. When uh, I okay, it well, it maybe shit. you need to loosen up and let go of some of the creative reins, buddy. I feel like that's your downfall. <laughs> Look, you should pick mine, Andy, because I do the ridiculous nature. I go even bigger on the fourth one, and I bring all the action heroes together, and I bring the original Expendables, why we like that, and all the stupid quotes that they did in that. And that's what I did in mine. Andy, and doesn't, I killed them Andy off hasn't in interesting watched the first ways. one, so you're barking up the wrong tree there. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's and only then watched the Drew... third one. <laughs> Yeah, Drew, I, we haven't heard from you yet, Drew. Come on, stick no, up your pitch. You know, I think <laughs> this movie. We yeah, defeated. Like, it's a hundred million, Drew. Okay, Take I, I, I think. All right, come on. No, I'm gonna. I'm. I, I. Right, put a bit of effort into this. Right, okay. I'm just gonna stretch. Okay. <laughs> This is exactly the, this is the producers of three. All right, fine. Like, put a bit of effort in. Uh, no, you, I'm putting right, the effort into, into defending bit, myself, right, not working on more shit. I think that the the most interesting thing that we could mm. do with these characters, the tone of the movie aside, I think it should be much more tongue in cheek. Not as far as Ross, but I think higher energy, like more acknowledgement that these lines are being played for laughs that they knew they were being played for laughs in the first two movies and they lost it for this one we need that and we want practical effects which means making it a less intense like uh, making it maybe a bit less of an action movie in the 80s sense and make it a bit more tense a bit more thrillery remove their backup remove the the people supporting them and giving them all their big guns, make them go into a shopping mall with none of their gear and have to, like, hide and take out baddies in inventive ways and shit. Just make them do different fucking stuff because doing the same thing three times is fucking bullshit. There we go. <laughs> and yeah, I... Pretty good, guys. Yeah, pretty yeah. good. I, mean, I feel like that was better than his pitch. I, 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 what, what I'll say is, I think Ross's, like, I think I think that's I, I I thoroughly enjoyed Ross's pitch. I had a fantastic laugh, and I think that bringing Mel Gibson's daughter in as a baddie would be a good continuation of what Sliced Alone wants these movies to be. So good luck choosing Andy. I think I think both of them have their merits. I'm not even going to shit on anyone else. Right, anyone got, <laughs> anyone got a last shit to do or shit it out? <laughs> nah, it's okay. We'll go to the we'll side. Ooh, um, I guess say, yeah. Drew's last bit uh, attempt there. <laughs> Saved it. That was really good. I was going to say, I liked it. Yeah, um, wow, this is interesting. I... Mm, Me. We've got pizzas coming, Andy. <laughs> Was it you? All oh, right. Oh, sweet. Cheers. Um, <laughs> I. Oh, what do I want to do? Oh, this bribery. is hard. That's blatant fucking bribery. Well. <laughs> Just drop that one into the fucking chat. Congratulations. <laughs> 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 
Okay, okay. This is going to be an interesting one. I'm going to do something I think we haven't ever done. Because I'm the host, fuck you, I'm going to do it. There's no third place today because two people's pitches I like equally as much. I like Drew's. uh, Short and sweet, but yeah, taking the armor and guns away and having stealthy people do that and, and, and that. And I, I do like the idea of the of a heist. That will definitely shake up the franchise anyway, and that's what I think is needed. The other second place is going to be... Oh, <laughs> it's going to be... Who gave you the best laughs? Me. The thing is, I'm going to give... I'm going to say the other second place is Ross. Only, only slightly... You're ridiculous. Because... <laughs> I love everything about it, but it's a little bit the samey as the third. Because <laughs> you've got. Um, oh, you've got I'm a, sorry. They are. You've got a bad they guy. All are. Yeah, I know, if but you, that's insane. It's if the host. Uh, if the host actually well, bothered to know. watch the other fucking two, they would have fucking seen that they See, would have all been the same. Yeah, but, that, I'm, but he I'm couldn't be fucking because he was new. watching. He was and if watching I haven't seen the other two, nine, nine on the other side, if I haven't seen the other two, I still think this is similar. <gasps> you've got you've got an old guy coming, an old founder coming back. You've got another like kind of Ocean's Eleven scene. Matt's at least oh is, is, is that I, li- I do like the, the oh, three yeah. amigos. I, I'm, oh, I don't like Expendables three. I'm gonna watch fucking Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'll fuck Brooklyn Nine Nine because they'll suck me off while I'm doing it as well. Oh, I'm gonna fucking eat a pizza while I'm fucking eating that as well. I fuck. think you made the right choice, Andy. And I feel like Russ is only bitter because he realizes oh. he was too far fetched and just needed to. Make I, 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 I love the far fetched. I don't. I, do, I the Iron Man one might need explaining to me. Well, did he? Who's who's Iron? Who is he? A rock, arms dealer he's an arms dealer in iron man isn't he oh i just think you missed a treat not calling him the invincible iron man like at least make a comic reference and go (laughs) even one step further then i'd have been like oh Mm. clever that was (laughs) man Because he isn't invincible, is he? Shut the fuck up, you won. Shut up. Only only just. I do. I I like the three amigos. Um, Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go with Matt. (laughs) I knew I could bank on the three. I knew the three amigos with my trump card, and I'm glad I saved them for act two. (laughs) And Martha. Martha is, if we need Batman and Superman yet, get them in as well. Look, you call call them Mary Jane. You call her. Munter, you call them whatever you want. Call them Munter. Right, it's your say. film now. Yeah. I, I've sold the pitch. I've walked away with my cash and my three points. So. <laughs> you got your hundred million. Yeah. Yeah. So, All right, Matt. What are we going to pitch? Uh, what are we going to do next week then? Next episode. I, I I feel like this movie could probably stir some like different feelings in people as well. But I'm intrigued mm. to actually see what you do with it as well. Next episode, I want you guys. To pitch Ooh. me in time. Oh damn! Oh shit! Yeah, I, I know. I, that's a that's gonna be a fun in one. Time. In time, yeah. yeah. Justin Timberlake Justin and Amanda Timberlake Seinfeld. Movie, where you got yeah. time. One of, time is one of the best. I've, I've wanted to do this yeah. one for ages. This is gonna be a great yeah. one. I have yeah, a real soft spot for this movie because it hates rich people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think, I, think a second, I knew we'd get some juicy yeah. goss talking about this film, and maybe, we maybe. could talk about maybe, maybe. how I like good it. or bad the film is as well. <laughs> done. I'm not coming next yeah. week. No, done. In time. Wow. There we go. Sorry. Thanks you for no. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, there we go. That's the end, unfortunately. Thank you, for everyone, for listening. Head over to SequelPitch.com. Actually, I was going to say, is that yeah, I got our website wrong last time? Is that actually our website, SequelPitch.com, or is it something else? Yeah. It is. <coughs> And there we go. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Head over to SequelPitch.com where you can listen to over 70 hours of us calling <laughs> each other names and saying we're better than the other ones. Do it now. Honestly, stay up tonight and listen to some episodes. <laughs> what else are you going to do? Sleep? Uh, if you have an idea for a movie we should sequelize, head over to fucking X. We've got to get used to, I guess, saying X. And let us know. And keep an eye out on we're yeah, Instagram, just... we're on Threads, yeah. we're on Facebook. We're on everywhere. <laughs> let us know. Porn oh hub. my god! Are we on Pornhub? Shall we start <laughs> uploading <laughs> our episodes to Porn? Just someone's <laughs> mid fat, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, it goes to the next video," and Hell it's just yeah. audio of us being terrible <laughs> at talking about movies. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Greatly terrible. <laughs> terribly, terribly great at talking about movies. Is what we are. <laughs> There we go. So comes the end of another episode. A big thank you to me, of course, for hosting this amazing episode. <laughs> I should recognise my guests. Joint second place winners Bye. this week. It's Drew Toynbee. And Ross Harmston. Bye. And our winner, Matt Rushton. Yeah. You know it. Bring in the fire, bring in the guns, bring in the gun show. Yeah, action movies. There we go. Don't, don't worry, all three will be faced by younger models next episode. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next episode where we will be doing In Time. Goodbye. <laughs>